Rise up. Welcome to Rise Up Radar, where we keep the Falcons on your radar. Thank you for joining me, Stan Parker, for another episode. Let's have a ball and show. We are back again with another episode. We got Mr. Todd Brooks and we got Zach McCain. How are you boys doing tonight? Well, Stan, um, Falcons lost, but I think I called it several weeks ago that we were going to go 0-2 against the Saints. I wasn't nearly as optimistic as you. Zach, go ahead and chime in real quick for <laughs> on Todd here. Yeah, the the one and one deal just didn't yeah just didn't pan out. Had had an opportunity, had a good opportunity, just didn't, they had a, didn't turn out. They had an excellent opportunity to make this game to put this game away. Under five minutes left to go in the game. You get the ball back, you're down five. You can't ask for much more than that. And he's got the keys to the Ferrari, dirt cutter that is, and he can't seem to not drive it like a minivan. What does anything make you more mad than driving down 316 and get and you pass a charger going 50, like a, like a challenger or some hot rod sports car and they're driving 50? It's like, bro, you need to be driving like 70 plus easy. That's yeah. what's, what's going on. It, the Falcons still have a top five offense, even with their cutter being inept. I think that's going to be one of the biggest selling points of how attractive this job is. Mm-hmm. So no, I, yeah, and I, I mentioned that a few weeks ago. One of the reasons why it was so attractive was just because of the pieces that they had. But Dirk Cutter is like the Ferrari that's like stalled out in the left lane that's going like forty miles an hour, just putting along. Yeah, with his hazards on in the in the left right. lane. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, obviously this weekend they had the uh, the Falcons played the Saints. They played um, the halfback uh, option. Taysom Hill, they played – they made him look excellent yet again. He dueled Matt Ryan, which I don't know if I like whenever they say, like, out-dueled a quarterback it's because you're not really playing them. I feel like it, like, puts a – I don't know. You know, when Peyton Manning and Tom Brady used to go to head-to-head, it was never obviously head-to-head. But um, – so, Matt Ryan and Taysom Hill had, like, starkly similar – uh, stats for the game and Taysom Hill by statistics outperformed Matt Ryan flat out and uh, that's embarrassing that is really embarrassing uh, testament to the defense for the Saints and testament for to uh, the uh, I guess the play calling and and putting him putting Taysom Hill in, this, in a good position but it wasn't without you know bright spots so let's Let's go over some good things that happened in the game. Todd, do you have any good things that you saw in the game? Well, the one good thing I can say that happened is that the Falcons did make it a little bit exciting in the fourth quarter, and they managed to score their first touchdown in eight quarters against the New Orleans Saints. That was the most exciting thing that happened in the game. Yeah, that's, that's a bad even, – even in that backhanded compliment, you, you go ahead and slid in there in eight quarters against the – Division rival Saints, mm-hmm. you scored one touchdown. Stan, one thing about me is I just lay it out as it is. I don't try to sugarcoat it. It's reality. Yo, Young Way Koo has outscored this team. He's it's since Dirk Cutter or since Raheem has taken over. Uh, 
the Falcons have scored like 35 points, and and Young Young Wayku has scored 37 points. So he's outscored he's outscored yeah. the offense. So um, Pro Bowler, I mean, hey, but uh, yeah, they made the the Falcons fought back to make it interesting at the end of the game. Any uh, bright spots that you could think of off the top of your head, Zach, with the for the Falcons? Uh, I mean, yeah, and you could you could really even consider this to be a negative spot too. But I think just the all the opportunities that they had to score touchdowns. I mean, obviously having to kick field goals is is you, you can't do that against good teams. But just again, even considering the the vanilla play calling, just all the opportunities that they had given themselves. I mean, that was a that was a bright spot, and I felt like the I mean the defense kept them in the game. I mean, Taysom Hill. Had statistically had a good game. Um, I, I don't, how many touchdowns did he end up with? I can't. Two. Uh, two. I mean, yeah, it was a good game, but I think I felt like all in all, the defense played well enough yeah. for the for the Falcons. I mean, like again, if you turn Young Wiku kicked how many field goals? Uh, like four or five. Four. Yeah. Four. You turn so. a couple of those. You, I mean, you, it's the difference is you turn a couple of those in the touchdowns. Right. And. That's I mean, the difference in the game. I mean, so I felt like the defense played well. They they compared to the first game, the, they made better second half adjustments or better adjustments at halftime this past week. I felt like compared to the the first time. So yeah, um, Young Leku hit three. Okay, and, and and Todd Calvin really dropped a touchdown. So I mean, mm-hmm. there were some big drops in this game, but like you said, they were a play away from putting this ice in this game away. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think I was, I think a positive for me would be that defense played better. It's frustrating as it looked, the defense did not get embarrassed. I would say, um, they right. held them for seven points per I mean, they only scored 21 points. You're holding a team for 21 points. You ought to be able to win this game. And so, um, that was a bright spot. Obviously, Young Way Koo was a bright spot as well. And then Edo Smith and uh, Brian Hill showed a little bit of uh, – oh, whoa. Todd Brooks' eyeballs just rolled out of his eye sockets onto the floor. Todd, would you like to speak on that, that I think Edo Smith ended up being the number one rusher for the Falcons with uh, eight carries for 36 yards, 4.5 average. How pitiful is that? There's nothing I can say about the uh, Falcon. Well, I mean, they still didn't run the ball well, dude. They had 70 yards rushing for the whole game. 21 attempts, 70 yards. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and, and the time of possession, they got eight up alive in the time of possession again. I mean, this is yeah. almost identical game to the first time, like except for the fourth quarter. The fourth right. quarter was the one difference. But, right. but the stats, mm-hmm. if you go back and you look at game one versus game two, the stats are going to come up pretty identical overall. And it's like during halftime. It was like, hey, they're doing the same thing as they're doing last time, and they're doing it really good. Should we change anything? Like, no, definitely not. We're gonna we're gonna outlast them. Like, I don't know. I would love to hear and be in the meeting room in the halftime, be like, what adjustments were happening. But yeah, um, you know, and I've been in some forums too that people calling for Dirk Cutter's head, but at this point, it isn't. I mean, it doesn't matter, does it? No, end no. of the season is uh, forthcoming. Mm-hmm. Three games to go. There's no reason to just finish out the season and then fire him. It's an impact. Four games, three. 
It's four games. <clears throat> I feel like, yeah. Uh, we, I think we got two, three games now. We just four. Have, oh, yeah, four, four. games. We, that's two right. Two with we've Tampa got, Bay uh, and one with the Chargers, one with the Chiefs. LA, yeah, LA, two with Tampa Bay and Kansas City. You're right, yeah. Right. I was already moving ahead. Yeah. Well, the season will be over. The only reason that I feel like if the Falcons would fire Dirk Cutter now is if they had any aspirations of trying to keep Raheem Morris, which which I don't think they – I don't think – which I – and I know that – and that's a whole other conversation. I don't want to get down with that again. But um, I feel like he just – I, if if this was his if this was his opportunity, I just didn't feel like he got a really a fair fair, a fair opportunity. Yeah, but that's just my that's my opinion. We don't have to talk about that. No, no, it's, it's, we we've we've covered that subject, and everybody knows nobody's stance. I don't think has changed in the the Raheem Morris for the head coaching job. Um, but what I have uh, read an article that um, some I don't know who reliable source inside of the organization said that uh, potentially Rich McKay is scaring uh, other GMs away from taking the Falcons job because obviously you have to accept the Falcons job. It's not a, you know, you're assigning the Falcons job. So uh, because of the Rich McKay's involvement currently is, is deterring maybe some top candidates for uh, General Anderson's position. Uh, I just thought that was interesting. I don't know if you want to – his, his career is a strange one, and I did some reading. Uh, it's nothing too crazy. I mean, and I'm not exactly, exactly sure what his role is right now, but he got fired or demoted for bringing in uh, Mike Smith – and then another coaching, and he got demoted in a lot of power, like a lot of like there was a like a front office shift. He gets demoted, and then he now is back up to general manager. You know, like his career is weird. That there's no like Roquan, remember not Roquan Smith, but uh, Marquand Manuel had like an unexplained departure of like why he was fired, like is not exactly explained. Well, Rich McKay has the same exact kind of career with the Atlanta Falcons. No one really knows what he's doing, and no one really knows why he's still around. So I'm just saying that, that could be a, a part of the general manager search. As we well, are. the most success that Rich McKay really ever had was when Tony Dungy was his head coach in Tampa Bay, and he was Tampa Bay's general manager. That's where his success came from. He didn't really have a lot of success being the general manager for the Falcons. And as I recall, I recall the story a little bit differently. It was Bobby Petrino that caused him to get demoted because Dimitrov and Mike Smith came in together the same season. In fact, I think Dimitrov hired Mike Smith. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. right. You were correct. That was Bobby Petrino. And I try to repress his name out of my brains because that was – that he's probably the most hated person in Falcons history. I'm just saying. That that was some low-down stuff there. That note that he left, that's Bush League, man. Well, he's a low down human, did some low down stuff when he went to Arkansas. That's too, right. So it's kind of right. fallen. Yeah. yeah. Mm, he, I could, yeah, that's, he's not a very good person. Anyway, so, but then there is another report out that your boy, um, uh, Reddick, Reddick, um, has Theo Reddick 
Did we do this again? Lewis Reddick. Lewis, Lewis Reddick. I'm sorry. You forget his name every time, <laughs> every man. Time, you forget man. his name every time. I can time. see his face, too. Hey, like, I swear. Reddick. Anyway. Lewis Reddick. Lewis Reddick. <laughs> Reddick is um, a front and center again with, for the uh, G- GM job. So, um, I don't – I'm, bring them on. Bring them on. Right. At this point, I, I would hire somebody now. <laughs> yeah. Get a head start, man. I just – oh, man. They – yeah. <laughs> you want somebody that's got a vision like that, and, and he just – just from listening to him uh, from time to time on ESPN, I mean, he's he's got the knowledge, obviously. Um, and I think he would have some – I mean, that, that's obviously the Falcons got to have that and somebody that's got vision. Do you know anything uh, about um, Todd? I, I'm going to put you on the spot. Do you know anything about Arthur Smith um, for uh, the Titans, I think? I hear his not really. Name. Okay. I hear his name in connection with the Falcons a lot, too. But um, anyway, we'll, we'll skip, you know, the general manager head coaching talk, which is important, but we could, we could skip ahead to that and we can go back to the, uh, the Saints game and, you know, the current – roster but um another surprising uh another surprising thing i guess for the falcons during this this uh this game is that not only were they had a chance to win this game but there was a point where they could have i mean they should have won this game and the defense is showing continual improvement of holding that squad to 21 points and I mean, is this team more talented than we're getting them credit for? Or are they playing hopped up like Chris was saying? Because now we're past the honeymoon stage, if I'd imagine, that do you think this team is just more talented than we have given them credit for? Or do you think that it's just emotions are high and they're trying to put on good tape? Um, I, I think maybe they're more talented than we think they are. I'll give you credit, Stan. AJ Terrell, he's had two really good games. Uh, I'm just going to leave my words. He's had good games. I'll give him some credit. Thank you. That's all I asked for. I don't. You don't have to eat crow. You don't have to formal yeah. apology. You don't have to mail it to me. But uh, yeah, I, I yeah, totally had a good game. Now he dropped a pick. I will say that. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, that would have been called back anyway. I think it was like defensive holding mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, I think it would have been. I think yeah. it was a yeah. But I was like, I he dropped that pick, and I'm just staring at my phone. And I was like, oh, I know. <laughs> Here it comes. I, I know Todd's gonna text me, but no, nah, he uh. Yeah, he's he's he looks like a player. He looks like he can actually play, and he's going up against ones. Um, also, too, another interesting – that's what I was trying to get to, along with the defense. That's where my brain was going. Um, Michael Walker is the highest-ranked um, rookie defensive player in the National Football League. So, that's uh third-round pick out of Fresno State. So, uh, highest – yeah. Just where Todd likes to get, you know, get the draft picks from places like that. Yep, Fresno yes. State, baby. Fresno State Bulldogs. All those Fresno State football games I've been watching really paid off. <clears throat> um, I, I want to make a comment on uh, just off something off of what Todd was saying. Um, I think that yes, the defense, at least the the secondary, I feel like has really come together um, here in the in the last month or so. The the glaring issue is still what I've been, I feel like harping on all season is the, is the lack of pass rush. And I think that's why um, 
somebody like Taysom Hill is able to put up those type of numbers. Obviously, he's very mobile. He's very athletic. He can make things happen with his legs. But I just – that's been, to me, the Achilles heel all year um, with, with the defense. And it's just – it's hard to beat – it's hard to beat good teams without a, without a good pass rush. Um, I mean, every now and then you can get lucky and, and have opportunities like the Falcons have had or had last week and, and win those type of games. But that's been the issue. It's just the, the lack of pass rush. And, you know, the interesting thing, too, is that – and I can't remember the exact players that they mentioned, but every single mock draft that I've seen over the last two, three weeks has had the Falcons taking a corner in the first round with their first pick. Yeah, and I was just like, about, are you kidding me? Well, me and Chris talked yeah. about that last episode, and I was told him that I looked at one – like, right before we went on air, I looked at one, and the Falcons were selecting, like, some corner, and I liked to have just thrown my phone out the window. Mm-hmm. It's like, do mm-hmm. not – draft in the corner in the first round I can listen and I am a big proponent of corners in our secondary I'm I'm higher on our secondary than others are but we do not need any more corners at this I mean we we do need some depth uh, you can always have corner, but like dude we need pass rusher back mm-hmm. well and the thing about the pass rush too it's gonna make your secondary better too because it takes pressure Absolutely. off the secondary from having to make all the big plays and also, too, like what, going back to what you were t- saying, uh, Zach, that because the, the Falcons don't have like a bona fide like pass rusher off the edge, like coming down off the edge, that Raheem Morris is smart enough to understand like, hey, you can't – you literally cannot win without affecting the quarterback because mm-hmm. anybody in the NFL is going to stand back there and like, pick you apart. So he's manufacturing pass rush with the linebackers and blitzes, which is taking away from the backside, which is thinning out the backside anyway and making everybody kind of play, you know, whatever they – having to play well, harder in the back. And, and, again, that's what's even more impressive, again, with the secondary is that they've, they've had to – there's been a lot of pressure on them, and I feel like they've done a pretty good job of it. Um, and so, yeah, yeah, I think they definitely that, – that's one, one of those things they're going to have to – yeah, these – I don't know what's the deal with these mock drafts because I saw a few like y'all were talking about, and it was like taking the cornerback first, and I just yeah, – I, I don't – um, that's that's definitely a head scratcher. Yeah, and it's and also too like or or the funny ones are it's either corner or uh, some quarterback not named Trevor Lawrence or uh, Justin Fields. Justin Fields, right? It's uh sometimes it's Mac Jones, sometimes it's the kid from BYU, sometimes it's uh, Trey Lance. But uh, yeah, if it ain't one of them two, I I'm out. I go get that defensive end from Miami or wherever. Those other guys, I just don't see those as being franchise difference makers. And that's not what you want. I think the NFL's got such a big problem with like being starved for the NFL for the quarterback, franchise quarterback, that they'll sell you a quarterback that they're like, hey man, this guy, he might play for North Dakota State. Of Ohio, Akron, but he can really sling the ball. Carson Wentz, I think you should take him number one. Uh, and, yeah. you know, and it turns out that – and uh, we've talked about all this before, but I think with to- I think Zach's overall arching thought, maybe even Todd's too, but um, it's, 
a system is more important, really, typically than mm-hmm. than than the talent. For sure. I mean, Stafford's maybe not Stafford's a good example, but like you can have a super duper talent and uh, never go anywhere. It's because mm-hmm. uh, because of the system, right. or you could take Trent Dilfer to the Super Bowl. So not mm-hmm. that I hate Trent Dilfer. Trent Dilfer, I always that's he's my example of like terrible quarterbacks winning Super Bowls. Um, because he's such a glaring one. But, yeah, you have average quarterbacks win a Super Bowl. So, um, yeah, back to I, – I wouldn't if – it, if it's not a franchise-changing quarterback or if it's not Trevor Lawrence in the in the other one. Uh, Justin Fields. Justin Fields. I, I'm, I'm out. I'm good. I'm way good. Go get a defensive the, the Falcons can just hold out next year for JT Daniels. There you go. Yeah, because – He'll – I mean, I think he's got a good chance to be the number one pick next year if he stays. I mean, I'm kind of worried he may still jump the gun this year because he – there was one mock draft that came out that had him as the 16th pick. Really? And wow. Yeah. Yeah. And if he listens to that, then he won't be successful. He needs to come back one more year. Hey, I saw, yeah, a, mock, I, I saw a mock draft for somebody, I don't know, but they took um, Jamie Newman in the, third, in the fourth round for the Falcons. Interesting. I mean, honestly, I didn't really watch a lot of Wake Forest games, so I don't really know. I mean, I, I was looking forward to playing for Georgia, yeah. and then he opted out. And I was like, okay, next guy up. And you know, now DeJuan Mathis is transferring, too. But Jackie Daniels looks like he's going to be the quarterback. And that would give Vandergriff, the freshman right. coming in, another year yeah, to develop. Yeah, it, de- it definitely would be the best-case scenario. Yeah. For- I, yeah, you're not – I feel like that would be a disaster. Not a disaster, but that would be not optimal as having – Vandegrift have to come in and be the man off the rip, mm-hmm. let him learn. But yeah, okay. So, oh, and also too for like the draft now, I this tankathon. The Falcons were such in, in such a volatile place record wise. They're now picking number eight. So we went from ten to eight with that loss. Okay. We went we lose a couple more. So all right. So next right. the last game we got we're in the we're in the last quarter. All right. So we're in the fourth quarter. So we've got. Chargers, Bucks, Chiefs, Chargers. And we could lose all four of those games. Now Yeah, definitely. So the Chargers just got embarrassed by somebody. Uh the Patriots, I believe. They got beat forty five nothing. And so uh, there is a possibility that they come out really, really mad and stomp a hole in the Falcons. But I think the Falcons have got a good shot of holding holding Pat at four wins, especially if Tom Brady has something to play for. So. Yeah, no, I mean, I, th- I think with, um, you know, we keep talking about the defense, our defense. You know, Justin Herbert's really talented. And so they've they've got an, off- an offense that could, you know, wreak havoc in some way on our defense. And so, and then at that point, when are, when are we playing them? Or they're not next. They're what? You just said, you just t- told me the schedule. When are we playing the Chargers? Uh, they're, they're this weekend. They're this weekend. They're the, okay. Okay. And it's away, right, Todd? Yes. Yeah, it's on the road. Yeah. yeah the road. So, I mean, and, and so what I was getting to was like, okay, how motivated is the, the Falcons offense going to be this week? And it's hard to, it's really hard to say, I think, because I feel like this was sort of that game, Last this past week with the Saints, sort of let the air out of the balloon right. a little bit, right. because I think I think if that if you win that game, you really are you know you you've obviously it's a whole new attitude. You're saying um, why not us? You're saying that's yeah. right. Yeah, and so 
you know, yeah, I think – so to echo what y'all are saying, I think the Falcons have a really good chance of holding at four wins. You yeah, know. That, that would be ideal. Obviously, I don't want – I like seeing good football, and I watch every game. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I would I would definitely like to – for the betterment of the franchise, I would like to see whole pad at four games. And um, Todd Gurley does not look good right now. He looked hurt. Um, I don't, I was texting back and forth with Chris during the game. You know how Chris is with Todd anyway. Um, but – and I was saying, why even put Todd Gurley in if he's hurt? And then he rips off a 13-yard play. He had one good play all game. And um, he just didn't – he just didn't look the same. And he even – he looked better this – I mean, like in the beginning of this year, he had some explosive plays. But, I mean, ever since the quarter of the way of the season, man, it's been – the production's there for sure. Let's let's not get it twisted. Talented in the red zone. And you need that. That's, that, that, is a, that is a need for your, your football team. But he doesn't seem like a bell cow anymore. Um, what are your thoughts on Todd for, uh, for, uh, for next year? What do you think? Honestly, I would bring Todd Gurley back if it's a cheap contract for another year just because of the red zone production. I'm not trying to play favorites there or anything. Because I do think he lacks some explosiveness. I mean, but I would also get another running back in the draft. Now, oh. I don't think he – any of the guys we have now, Brian Hill, uh, no, they're not the, the solution at all. Not the solution. But I'd bring back Todd Gurley, and I would draft a running back in the draft. Maybe, you know, get one in the third or fourth round. I think you can get a, a value draft draft pick there. So, yeah. What about you, Chris? All right. Dang. What about you, Zach? Sorry. You look You're so good. much similar to Chris. Oh man, I don't know how to take that. I'm just kidding. Uh, we love you, Chris. Um, no, the 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 lack the lack of explosive plays um, is concerning. But but how much of and and again, I'm not trying to play favorites. I, I'm trying to decipher how much of that is play calling, you know, the system, right. or 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 is it truly Locking. has he? I mean, we all yes. I mean, I'm not naive enough to to say that he hasn't lost a lost a step. But I feel like he's still very talented, um, and I just don't think that the system right now is set up. I mean, we know Dirk Cutter; he doesn't like he doesn't run the ball, and when he does, it's just not it's not creative. It's, it's it doesn't seem to be timely, um, and so I, I'm, I agree with Todd. I would I would bring him back again, and, and because you've got to think that it's going to be, you've got to think that the we could get him for cheap, unless there's another team out there that wants to take a chance on him. Um, but I, I would I would bring him back again if you could get him for a similar price that he was this year. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. This that seems like a low risk situation. Um, but you know, there's always some some contender team that's looking for, you know, right. ten red zone touchdowns. Uh, mainly this typically the the Patriots looking for you know Legarrette Blunt just retired. Um, that style of running back is pretty much what he's fixing to turn into is stand back there until we get within 10 yards and we'll run you three or four times to get into the end zone. So what it feels like it's going to at least. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I, I would, I would bring him back for the, for a discount. What What's that Todd? Just curious if you saw, uh, if you saw the report in the AJC earlier, so apparently, um, D. Orlando Ledbetter is reporting that Terry Fontenay 
uh, New Orleans Saints Vice President, Assistant General Manager of Pro Personnel is up for the Falcons General Manager job. Okay. I don't. That was a report about two hours ago. Yeah, I don't. All right, so I'm going to go look that up when we get off the airwaves, but... Well, they're giving him an interview. This is actually an official interview. They are? Yeah. Okay, I don't know how I feel about that because New Orleans Saints always seem to be right there, but they've got a they've got a a a a, uh, a Hall of Fame quarterback. But don't they always seem to be in cap cap casualty? All don't they always seem to be like in their cap space of like horrible like positions where they have to Drew Brees takes up everything and they have to pay some other people peanuts. But I don't know. I, what, what's your first thought about that? I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, I would I would say that would be fine. I don't think I agree with that as far as what you're saying about New Orleans. Yeah, they have Drew Brees, but they've had a really good defense all year. They've built around that defense more than they have the offense, and they got Alvin Kamara. I mean, but then that was a, a risky draft choice right there. Like he came out of nowhere and he was a really good running back. Yeah. Who who did he play for? So I mean, I think that would be fine. That's not a name that I had on my mind, but. Yeah. Yeah, for Tennessee. And nobody remembers him playing for Tennessee because he did nothing there. Nothing. And he came to the league and blossomed. That's incredible. So, I don't know. I mean, that wasn't the name at the top of my list. But, hey, no. I mean, that, that seems like a decent name. Well, heck, if they're going to hire him now, let's do it. <laughs> Let him get to work. <laughs> yeah, well, like you know they're going to do their due diligence and hire yeah. – you know, they're going to interview yeah. more people than just one guy. But that's just their first interview. Yeah, I, I'm with you. That's not the first name I thought of, and everybody's kind of eh, – it's the NFL, and it's everybody's information's out there. You can just go Google it. But, you know, the names that they've they've gotten you to fall in love with over the years. And the Braves are the same thing. The Braves will – you'll fall in love with Trevor Bauer. Well, he's a Cy Young winner. But, you know, you'll fall in love with these names and then be like, by the way, we signed this guy named Smiley. I'm like, what? Who? Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, well, finally with a Y. So I'm like, oh. You get to think about this with Trevor okay. Bauer, though. He He's expensive, and the Braves don't have any money. <laughs> they lost – well, I think I read somewhere where they lost about 100 mil this year. So, um, yeah. I, You know, I, I just – the Braves are cheap in normal times. I mean, they're not going to just go out there and make they, that splash free agent signing like that. Yeah, Liberty Media, I think, is the, the one that has yet to be pulling the trigger, although they're they're coming out of the shell. So they're they're it looks like they're in go for it. Um, as much go for it as they can muster, being the being those guys. But yeah, so yeah, that name the for the assistant general manager for the Saints. That's an it's an interesting name. I'll have to do some research on that. Um, yeah, we'll and we'll do score Oh, by the way, I I'm going to go through at the end of the season. I'm going to go through and I'm going to start soon, but get everybody's score prediction. And we'll tally them up. Who's, how many times you've got it right, and who was the closest? And we'll have a we'll have a uh, little little reveal at the last game of the season, and we'll see who who picked it the most correctly. So that'll be fun. Um, yeah. So the Falcons get beat. It's not all gloom and doom. We, everybody understands. Even the national media people say like Dirt Cutter's not like. You know, like sometimes I get nervous that you don't make enough noise that Dirk Cutter's not the guy, and they'll be like, hey, he's completely fine. It's, oh, he just had a bad year. So, like, I think it's a pretty across the board, 100%. Like, everybody knows Dirk Cutter's not the answer. So, like, when they clean house, they'll get a fresh new 
in here. So like there's stuff on the horizon that's positive for the Falcons. So like there's like they're gonna get a top ten draft pick, possibly top four, or not top four, but they'll get you know close to top five draft pick. They're gonna get a new coach, they're gonna get a new general manager. They've already got new uniforms. So, like, there are changes on the horizon that get you excited for, you know, the Falcons going forward in the future. So. I mean, Sam, they could get a top four pick conceivably. It just depends on how many of those NFC East teams they can hop over. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Well, and they've I got mean, tie that takes like one win. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know exactly the who's all down there, but they've got tiebreakers over people at this point, right? The cap, not the Cowboys. But we don't have tiebreakers over the Cowboys. We don't have – we didn't play Philly, did we? We didn't play Philadelphia oh, at all. Who am I thinking of then? Yeah. But, yeah, like like you said, if, as long as those East teams keep being terrible, we got a shot at being top five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, all right. No, you got, unless, we, unless we rattle off, like, three wins or something and get to, like, seven. Stop, 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 Zach. Zach, I love you, man. Cut it out. That's the last – dude, if that happens, I'm going to be – Then we're so, picking thir- – all of a sudden we're picking 13th. I mean, on a normal on a normal game, I wouldn't think we'd lose to Kansas City, but they may think, you know, they've had it pretty much wrapped up at that point, and they do. And Tampa really needs to win their games. So they're kind of just hovering around yeah. making the playoffs or not making the playoffs. So, but they yeah. need to win their games against the Falcons. Dude, they're going to lose out. It's all good, man. Listen, you can't – yeah, they're going to lose out, and we're going we're gonna to hold our draft pick, and we're going to get some guys good. We're going to get some some quality guys in here in the pass rush. Who knows? Spend two picks on a pass rusher. Who knows, man? So, um, we anything just, else? We're, Yeah, we just need to trade trade a couple of people away and get some more draft picks. What we need there. there we go, man. And it one depends on how thick this draft is. So if you get a if you get a real real talented defensive end draft, then you might get one in the first and the second round. And now we're rolling. So now I, sure. I do want to add this too about this guy who's interviewing for the general manager job, mm-hmm. uh, it's Terry Fontenay. So mm-hmm. he is a minority candidate as well. Okay. Uh, so deal. if this if he if they do hire him from the Saints, the Saints will also get three third round choice draft picks as a compensation. That's a new rule they have in the NFL now. Wait, they get three third uh, – It's over two seasons. It's over two seasons, but, yes, you get three. Okay. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Those are good picks, too, the third round. Are you kidding me? Those are are contributors. It's a new rule because, like, basically what they're doing is they're rewarding that franchise for developing a minority candidate. That franchise gets rewarded for doing that. Well, I don't know if I want to help the Saints out, but if he's the right Mm -hmm. guy, he's the right guy. Okay. Well, hey, I still like Lewis Reddick. Yeah, that's still too. my pick. I still can't say his name. Um, <laughs> Zach, you got anything else for the people tonight? No, man. All right. Just uh, ri- rise down. Rise we just down. Keep, we just need to keep Lou. We just need to keep Lou. <laughs> Todd, what do you got, man? Falcons fans, your Christmas present is coming because the season is almost over and hopefully a top five draft choice will be awaiting us. Yes, I can just smell it now, fellas. Well, if you like what you heard tonight, go ahead and like us on Facebook, subscribe to us, or follow us on Twitter, and to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast these days. Um, the, web- the website's coming. And um, until next time, Falcons fans, it's okay. Hang on. Your Christmas present's coming.
rise up.